So do you guys uh, remember Scooby-Doo? Yeah. What do, you, what do you remember about Scooby-Doo? What's some of your highlights? Nice and loud. Rut row. Yeah. Rut row. Scooby snacks. Mystery machine. Yeah, wasn't that cool? The meddling kids. Yes. Anything else? Didn't hear that one. Old man. You know, Scooby and Shaggy and Fred and Daphne and Velma and, and uh, Scrappy later. Um, oh, okay. I guess they're traditionalists. My favorite part of Scooby-Doo was when they had the guest stars. Yeah, when, you know, like the Harlem Globetrotters showed up or the Three Stooges, or Laurel and Hardy, or Sonny and Cher, Kiss was on there once, and Dick Van Dyke, and for you ladies, Davy Jones was out there. <laughs> What'd you learn today in church? I don't know, we talked about Scooby-Doo and Davy Jones. Um, but you know, every plot line was almost the same in these, uh, in these cartoons, and and something mysterious is going on, and somehow they catch wind of it, and, and they go and they start investigating, and, and then Scooby and Shaggy, they somehow get separated from the group, and they get especially freaked out, and somehow, though, they all end up solving this, and they discover that the bad guy was simply one of the good guys who was wearing a mask and a disguise. It's like that every time, it seems like. And yet they're always surprised when it's what they thought was one of the good guys simply wearing a, a disguise. And I got to think, well, how many times do you need to experience this until it's not a surprise, you know? At what point does Scooby and Shaggy go, dude, I know you're just wearing a mask. Our, our scripture is kind of like that today. It reminds me of these post-resurrection appearances with Jesus the disciples have, have spent so much time with Jesus, and he's told them what's going to happen. I'm going to be arrested, I'm going to be beaten, killed, and then in three days, I'm going to rise from the, from the dead. And over and over, through all of the Gospels, he continues to tell them this, but they don't, still don't understand. Our scripture this morning is, is in Luke's Gospel. We've, we've spent a little bit of time in Mark's Gospel, and looked at John's gospel the last couple of weeks, and now we're going to look at Luke's gospel today. And it's after some of the resurrection appearances, and this is one where Jesus comes on the scene again. So you hear the words of Luke's gospel, the 24th chapter, starting in verse 36. While they were saying these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And they were terrified and afraid. They thought they were seeing a ghost. And he said to them, Why are you startled? Why are doubts rising in your hearts? Look at my hands and, and look at my feet. It's, it's really me. Touch me and, and, and see. For, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones like you see I have. And as he said this, he, he showed him his hands and his feet because, because they were wondering and questioning in the midst of their happiness of seeing him. 
And then he said to them, do you have anything to eat? And they gave him a piece of baked fish. And taking it, he ate it in front of them. So we have the, the disciples hiding out, in this, hiding out in the same room where they were hiding in John's Gospel. And, and they're talking about these Jesus appearances. The women had already gone and, and, and seen the empty tomb. And then Peter had gone and, and he came back. And, and then we're going to look at another scripture where there's another appearance. And they're all talking about these different appearances. And then Jesus shows up in the room. And they're terrified and afraid, and they think they're seeing a ghost. And he's like, well, why are you startled? Why are you doubting what you see? Look at my hands and my feet. This is, this is really me. This is Jesus. A ghost doesn't have skin and bones, does he? And they're still wondering what's happening. And then he says, do you have anything to eat? And they give him a piece of fish, and, and he eats it in front of them, and he, and he proves to them that he's not a ghost. The Gospel of Luke and the Gospel of John present not a ghost or a disembodied spirit, but, but a living and walking and breathing and talking and eating Jesus, alive just as you and I are alive. But this, this eating of the fish is more than a mere party trick. This proving that Jesus is the resurrection is the cornerstone, the centerpiece of our faith. Christ's resurrected body is the object of the church's faith, not simply as a miracle wrought by God, but as a centerpiece of the proclamation of the new life in Christ. This is, this is the heart of who we are as Christ followers. And there's no doubt about that. The resurrection, the real bodily resurrection is key to who we are. But I'm going to share a little bit something off the path, a little bit more and different this morning. It's another example of, of flip-flopping of the faith. We saw this in, in some other experiences with Jesus and how he took that old traditional model of you know, firming up what you believe. Make sure you know all the doctrine and all that you're supposed to say and do, and then you learn how to behave amongst this group. You know, what do we wear? What music is okay? What music is not okay? What color of the carpet is okay and what color of the carpet is not okay? That's why some of those pastors are moving today, by the way. Um, what color the walls, you know, that kind of thing. And you learn how the behaviors go with, with the churches and the body of Christ. And, and then you choose to belong. We we're going to have, we had some new members at 930 that chose to belong. So that's that old model, believe, behave, and belong. But Jesus comes and he flips it upside down. He gathers these ragtag disciples from the Sea of Galilee and he says, come, follow me. Come and see. Just come and belong. Hang out. And I'll, I'll show you how we're going to act and behave and believe. And, and over the course of three years, they are continually figuring it out. And still, Jesus, everything happens as Jesus says it's going to happen. And they're still locked away wondering how they're supposed to behave and how they're supposed to believe. But Jesus gives us an example of 
belonging, behaving, believing that is flip-flop from what we're used to. Now I want to back up or rewind a little bit and, and look at a couple of, of our resurrection appearances. The first one in Luke is similar to what we talked about on Easter Sunday with the women. There, there are three women that go in Luke's Gospel on the first day of the week to, to prepare the body with the spices. And, and they're wondering how they're going to get the stone away. And, and then they see the stone rolled away, and, but there's no body. There's no body in there. And in Luke's Gospel, there's two men that appear and they're, they're in gleaming white. And the men ask, why do you look for the living amongst the dead? He has been raised. He's not here. And remember what he told you was going to happen. And then the women, they, they remember. And then they go back and, and they told the disciples, but it says in Luke's Gospel, but their words struck the disciples as nonsense, and they didn't believe the women. Strike one for the guy disciples. And then right after that, though, Peter, wondering what's happened, Peter runs to the tomb. And he looks inside and he sees only the linen cloths there. And he returns back to the house and, and he's wondering what's happened. He's still not sure either. And then right after that, we, we come across a story of these two men who are walking to Emmaus. Emmaus is about seven miles from Jerusalem. And we were told one man's name is Cleopas and, and the other man's name we don't know. But they're walking and they're talking about everything that's going on, all that's happening around. And, and then Jesus kind of happens upon them. And they don't recognize Jesus. And he asks them, well, what are you guys, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, they're dumbfounded. What, what do you mean, what are we talking about? Are you the only person around here that doesn't know what's been going on? And so they, they tell him this story. It's in Luke 24, beginning in verse 19. The things about Jesus of Nazareth, because of his powerful deeds and words, he was recognized by God and all the people as a prophet. But our priests and our leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped that he was the one who would redeem Israel. All these things happened three days ago, but there's more. Some women from our group have left us stunned. They went to the tomb early this morning and they didn't find his body. And they came to us saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who told them he was alive. And some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women said, but they didn't see him. And then Jesus reminds them of what was to happen reminds them that God ordained these things to happen just as they are unfolding. And then they get to Emmaus, and, and Jesus acts as if he's going to go on forward past Emmaus, and, and they urge him and beg him to stay. And he does, and they, and they sit down for a meal. And in verse 30, the end of verse 30, he says, after he took his seat at the table with them, he took the bread... 
And he blessed it and he broke it. And he gave it to them. Does that sound familiar? And we're told that their eyes were opened and they recognized him, but he disappeared from their sight. And they all went zoinks. Then the two guys say, weren't our hearts on fire when he spoke to us along the road and, and when he explained the scriptures for us? And immediately they, they went back on their journey, seven miles the other direction, back to Jerusalem to tell the other disciples what they've seen, what they'd experienced. There is no doubt that the resurrection is the cornerstone of our faith. Without the resurrected Christ, our, our faith is like, like any other faith. But, but instead, our God, our God came to earth in the form of a helpless baby. And he lived a life just like we did, enduring, enduring everything that we endure and more. He taught and he healed and he performed miracles and, and he loved and he was tortured and, and he was killed. But on the third day, on the third day, he overcame death and he, he rose again. The resurrection is important. It's vitally important to our faith. There is no other faith that has a living God. But, but today I want to connect some dots in our scriptures that have resonated with my spirit this week. In today's scripture, Jews, Jesus, Jesus used the eating of the fish to provide some proof that he was really there. But, but what if... What if that was more than just a little party trick? Perhaps when Jesus asked if there was anything to eat, instead of just giving him a fish and, and kind of swallowing it down like he's at you know, a get-together or a barbecue, they reclined at the table. What if they, they shared a meal together? A meal where they talked and where he taught them. And in this meal where he reminded them that they belonged to him and to one another. And as part of this meal, we're told that he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Verse 44 says that Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me in the law from Moses... The prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, This is what is written The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and a change of heart and life for the forgiveness of sins must be preached to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You. You disciples are witnesses of these things. Look, I'm, I'm sending you out. I'm sending to you what my father promised. But you are to stay in the city until you've been furnished with this heavenly power. You're to go out, but hold and wait until the power comes. It was a similar pattern that we saw with Emmaus, the, 
Cleopas and the other disciple, in the breaking of the bread, their eyes were opened and they recognized Jesus. And I, and I just can't imagine, they're reclining at this table and, and, and Cleopas and the other disciple are together breaking bread and do you think in their minds, their minds went back to a couple days prior in the upper room where they shared the Passover meal together? Maybe they were connecting some dots finally as their mind and eyes were opened. Or perhaps they even thought back a little further to the feeding of the 5,000 when, when Jesus fed this, this great amount of people with just a lunch bag full of fish and bread. Or maybe even, even more, they were, they were thinking back to their childhood. For all the years of their childhood, they had gathered around the table at the time of Passover. They had gathered around, and, and through a very ritualistic ceremony, the leader of the family would, would lead them through prayers and lead them through questions that the children would provide answers for. They would hide this, this piece of matzah somewhere in their midst. And it was the children's job to go find this matzah, this living bread. And they recalled all the stories of how, Jesus, how God brought them up out of Egypt, out of slavery, into the safety of Israel, into their own land. I can't but help but imagine but that they were thinking of these childhood memories and putting pieces together. A piece of unleavened bread that we used to find. Perhaps this is the bread of life. This is Jesus, and we found him. The meal was a powerful thing, and it all hinted back to this beginning Passover meal this beginning meal where the family sat around the table and were connected to one another. They belonged to one another. This meal that they had celebrated their entire life where teaching had been done and reminding them what God had done for them. And, and it was in those times that they knew they belonged. They knew they belonged to God. They knew they belonged to their family. And they were learning to behave and they were being shaped in how to behave and, and what to believe it was about community. It was about family. It was about this gathering of people, this shared meal, this shared experience. So the resurrection is, is incredibly important. Without it, we don't have our faith. But for the disciples, I think the mystery was solved, not necessarily in the resurrection, but like the end of the Scooby-Doo shows, the mask finally came off of Jesus in the breaking of bread. The mask came off with, with the sharing of a meal, and it was in that meal that the disciples remembered. It was in that meal that they remembered everything that God had done for them. And in that remembering, they knew that they belonged. They knew how to behave, and they knew what they believed. So the question for us is, what about? What about us this morning? What about you this morning? 
Have you pulled off the mask of Jesus? Have you discovered Jesus? Regardless of where you are in your beliefs, know this. Know that Jesus says to you, Jesus says to each one of us, you belong, you belong to me, you have a purpose, and I will show you how to behave and how to believe. And then you're to go out from here. You're to go out and to share your story, beginning with those closest to you here in your Jerusalem. You belong to me. Allow me to shape you for your purpose. And go out and share your story with others. Amen?